What's up, everyone? I'm Joe Lemon. Thank you for tuning in to the Sales Culture Podcast. And I want to get right into it today with a quick clip uh, from a conversation I had with Austin LaRoche. He's a CMO of a B2B marketing agency in downtown LA. And you know what? We're going to talk a lot of things about podcasting, especially with some of the biggest challenges for small and medium-sized brands when it comes to podcasting. I have a lot of thoughts, but let's get into the conversation. Then I'll follow up with some some takeaways I think that are valuable for everyone. Let's get into it. Problem with advertising um, it, when it comes to podcasts yep. is it's kind of similar to what we were joking about when it, the with, Falcons. The, with the Falcons billboards. Yep. It's like if you've got the money, if you're well funded on a startup and you want to, you know, spend that money to get recognized the way, I mean, we all listen to the same podcast, we all know the same people, yeah. ZipRecruiter, yeah. uh, SeatGeek, MeUndies, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, it's, yeah. we, you know, and those guys are spending thousands of, of dollars per read on the big, big podcasts, and that's great, but I don't know that we've figured out the small business model yet for the smaller podcast, Yeah. Um, and it'll be interesting to see where that goes. I know Google just released a, um, a new feature that's going to make podcasts a lot easier to be searched for and will pop up in more organic results. And I even believe some of them will be transcribed. Yep. Um, and all that is, is great. And I think that, you know, it's going to be, can be very valuable. Um, but yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting because I don't, right now I don't, I don't know that the long tail podcasts have really like taken off. Yeah. You know, I feel like right now it's the the big podcast networks. We all kind of have niches within them. Mm-hmm. Everybody ha- has them, but like, I mean, we only have so much time. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. you know, we're out in Los Angeles, so you know, we have so much time in the car. Or I like to listen to podcasts when I'm cooking and cleaning the kitchen. It's like, I, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like. You know, if you're cleaning the kitchen, ah, it's not so bad unless you do a podcast. Or, right. You know, if you're working <laughs> on a Tuesday night much. and you yeah. have a glass of wine and you're like, yeah, you know, it's not so bad. I got a glass of wine. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, sometimes you have those things that just make the uh, the things that you normally wouldn't want to do just a little bit better, a little more manageable. They don't suck as much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they still suck, but this is not as bad. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, man, so are your clients talking to you about podcasting at all? Or is that just the brand and that's totally off the radar? It's not that they're... Here's what they would want. They would want me to tell them I got them booked on a podcast. That's what they would want. They, they want would them? want to put that on LinkedIn because the fact of the matter is is nobody has a clue how many people listen or know of a podcast. Yeah. And they still think of it as like kind of cool. Yeah. And it looks like, hey, I was on this great podcast. You should listen to it. And maybe they have five to ten people in their life who will actually listen to it. And right. then you'll get five to ten more uh, listeners. Yeah. And you go, oh, great. And it looks cool, and um, you know it looks like you're doing something a little bit more modern. You've got something, you know. So I feel like there's a perception and a reality, you know, when it comes to to what my clients would want when it, in um, in podcasts. Like they would definitely want to be on podcasts. They would love to, you know, get on as many podcasts as they, they possibly could. If you if know, it could translate, right? I mean, yeah. I, I don't think there's been a good ROI conversation yet or like case study done where you can say oh if you get booked on these converse you know on these podcasts and your niche translate to x dollars you know yeah and i think that at some point you have to be able to do stuff with your own brand with it too that's something like i i'm struggling with now because i have no problem going on linkedin and being like my professional self 
But then I like look at my Twitter account. I'm like just complaining about sports, music, and Trump. And I'm like, damn. Like, I- All right. So you could tell that we really got into it, and there's so much more that we covered. And apologize for the audio quality being a little shoddy up front, but he was just saying so much good stuff before we started, man. I was like, no, we got to, I'm just glad I I caught it because there were some really good concerns. Like the big question, the big, the big, you know, place that I don't think a lot of us have really fully um, tackled yet is just that small to medium sized podcast or the brand that wants to get into the audio space, but wants to be able to justify putting the time into it, especially the, you know, the dollars if you're going to spend the ad money. So I want to be clear. Um, One, if you're going to spend ad money, I think it's easy, easy sale. There's a lot of case studies and examples around doing it from D to C. So if you go direct to consumer, um, easy play for you there. A lot of case studies, the Miyandi stuff, the ZipRecruiter stuff, the SeatGeek. I mean, it goes on too. There's a lot of companies that if you have any effing product that is especially under 100 bucks that you know you can throw on joe rogan's podcast or you can get it on any of the top 1000 podcasts that is centered around a certain niche or or any type of psycho demographic uh that your audience might be listening to so for instance if you have a men's health clinic then it might make sense for you to advertise on sports shows that type of conversation right that's easy and you can go through the big podcasting networks like iHeartMedia, Podcast One, yada, yada. They're out there, easy to find. You can reach out to those guys and they'll set you up with the ads. Um, the place that I think this is going to get really interesting is one, you can, the easiest entry that they, that they Austin spoke about as well. And I've, I've done some homework since we've had this last conversation almost over a month ago. And well, actually over a month and a half ago now. And literally the place, the best place I would say that I have, you know, after doing some digging and talking to other podcasters is really around podcast guesting. I mean, there's a ton of agencies that will help you get booked onto shows. It's one of the things that I do. I mean, I help people reach out to people with, you know, a quick pitch sheet of what they do and I get them booked on other shows. It's great. And it's a great way for them to get more exposure. I try to target down, for instance, like um, if you're in tech, I try to focus on, you know, your your actual industry and I try to find podcasts that are in that industry focus first and, and you know, first and foremost, I'll start there and then I'll try to, you know, beat around to maybe some, you know, subsets that might make as what well, that might make sense as well. So very easy play. You can do it yourself. You don't have to hire an agency like, my, like, like, like myself. And there's a lot of great guys that, that do that out there. So it's not anything original here. That's one play. The other play that goes a little bit less converse, that's a little less talked about, but there's some conversation bubbling up in the background is, you know, does it make sense to actually put time into creating your own podcast? And I'm helping a couple of guys do this as well. And this is going to be fun because literally like after you make the investment of the equipment, and I just, I'm just doing it for a client. Got nothing but the highest end equipment for them, the mics, the recorders, you know, everything that he needs, top of the line. I think we're all in with shipping for less than, let's call it three grand, right? So it's not the cheapest thing, but, you know, you can do this for free over your phone or over Anchor. But if you're going to make something serious out of it, why not get some of the best stuff? Three grand it shouldn't kill your business if you're thinking about spending time in the podcasting. If you don't have that to play with, I mean, there's so many other more cost-effective ways to go about creating content and 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 trying to get leads and whatnot. So, you know, you don't have to start here. But if you're into the space, three grand hopefully won't 
murder your business. If it will, start on Anchor. That's an easy way to start creating podcasts, right? So put that aside. Now that you have the stuff to get set up, literally trying to figure out how to find the right people to be on your show. And this is where it gets fun is because I am beginning to believe this for the for the most. Like I believe this, you know, beginning to really double down on this thought process for myself because I used to beat myself up about not getting, you know, the thousands of downloads per episode. I get hundreds of downloads, but not thousands. And that's what I want. I want like, man, I wanted thousands. I want and like you have to have 10,000 plus downloads to even be serious about any advertising, you know, conversation. So 10,000 plus to make it worth your time at all, right? And we can talk about those CPMs. I think the average pre-roll CPM is around 18 to $30 per thousand downloads. So, you know, again, it's got to make sense for you to do it. And you can't flood your podcast with too many ads and people will get turned off from it. I mean, even some of the top ones, like, you know, they max around doing no more than, you know, three to five ads, right? At the very beginning. So anyway, long story short, you're not going to, you're not going to make a killing off the ad play unless your podcast is dominating, right? So with that said, creating a podcast, but inviting strategic people on to be guests, I think makes a ton of sense. And where this can lead to, and I've done this now, so I can back, I actually got something to kind of live, I guess got something to work with, but you invite on influencers within your space, and then you leverage those conversations through reaching out directly to your ideal clients. That's one way. So for instance, right? Being able to have a conversation with who your clients look up to or value their thoughts, right, about the industry, and then doing a simple email campaign out to other people within the industry about what's going on and circle it back to whatever business um, initiatives you may have that make sense based off those conversations. That's one way, right? So the whole influencer networking approach. It works great. I've done it. In healthcare, I can go talk to other leading um, athletic trainers, physical therapists who are respected on sports teams and have a great name for themselves. And then I'll share those conversations and snippets with people in the industry so I can provide them value first, right? So I'm giving them something good. We're talking about the industry, things relevant, and see if it makes sense for us to talk, right? I'm just giving some value up front. The next one is to go direct just go straight to your ideal clients and say hey do you want to be on the show there's one big caveat with that is that you have to make sure you don't try to sell during the show this is called a sales culture podcast because you know what i mean like i'm all about the sales 100 for it but man i don't want to do it the wrong way i don't want to be, be sneeze, sleazy about it when it's time to sell it should be really direct and make sense but this is a networking opportunity it's just like going to a networking event and saying hey let's just grab some coffee to network you just happen to have the mics on and rolling and let them guide it like let them talk about and set it up to where they talk about whatever is important to them so how i recommend doing that is simply having some questions right and asking them to fill in the blank and i'm talking about the questions i send out no more than 10 questions and it's a you know background you know tell me about the so maybe some some valuable information that maybe is going on throughout the industry so the audience can get some you know benefits from listening because like austin said those five to ten people that might be turning to again that might actually be really engaged into the podcast give them something to work with and then close it out like literally so it's you know i mean amount of questions i think is really linked around you know, six or seven but let's call it less than 10 questions to work with you don't want to take up too much time so 
having that in place, either going direct to your to your ideal clients or potential customers and inviting them on the show and letting them kind of guide it, talk about their business, promote themselves, give them your platform. That's one way. Or literally going through the influence route. Of course, option three is doing both. So I've been doing it. I love that strategy. It works. It works as long as you don't make it weird by trying to sell uh, whatever you're pitching or whatever your business is to the guest on the show. It's not the time for that. Like you wouldn't go to a networking event and start pitching your company or your product as soon as someone says, hey, my name is blank. Right? <laughs> you know, that's not the time. So those are two of the strategies. And again, guys, I want to thank you guys for tuning into the Sales Culture Podcast. I want to keep giving you guys more and more value. If you, if you want to hear this full conversation with Austin, please go to the Real Value Exchange. It's going to be live on Saturday, tomorrow. And I'll be at ComplexCon. So if anybody's at ComplexCon in LA, so actually in Long Beach, uh, let me know. I'll be out that way. I would love to link up with you. Always about turn on the mics. Always about just, you know, being good people. So if you're in the area, please reach out. We'd love to check in with you. Until next time, you guys have a phenomenal weekend and be great.